Welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. This is Adam, as always. But as always with me is the star, Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate. Alex, how are we doing today, sir? Adam, doing fantastic. You know what, Alex? Here's what I wanted to talk to you about today. All right. I want to talk to you about a little something that we've all heard, probably we've all used, uh, my, listen, myself included, but if you are an investor, if you are a property owner, uh, the one thing that you don't want is tenant excuses, and we've heard them all. I know you've definitely heard them all. Yeah. Um, I've probably used them all, but we're going <laughs> to use, uh, right now we're going to tell you, we're going to talk about tenant excuses and how to work around them. Yeah, listen, after after 25 years of, of doing, actually longer, um, and we've been doing, I've been a landlord for that long, right? And we've been doing uh, property management since 2002. So I tell you, me and my staff, I don't even do the property management anymore because uh, it wears on you. I mean, it really, really does. And depending on what market you're in, if you're in a lower income market and a higher crime area, you're going to deal with some crazy stuff. Right. So it can wear on you. Um, so my staff handles all the management, but they have to put up with some things that I don't know how they do it. But we've heard – the reason I want to do this this quick this quick like 10-minute, 5-minute version is just to make, you, make the landlords aware that you don't have to listen to excuses because that's all they ever are. And I always equate it to this. If you can't pay your rent – so when a tenant calls me, says, I can't pay my rent. My car broke down. I'm like, well, okay, let me think about this. Mr. Tenant, let me think about if I talk to the Bank of America, who I have to make the mortgage payment to, and I tell them, hey, can I speak to your customer service department? Oh, sure. So I'm hold for 20 minutes. And I finally get somebody, and they transfer me to somebody else, and I might have to fax them something before they can talk to me because of confidentiality. But I finally get a human person. I say, you know what? I can't make my mortgage payment because my carburetor went on my car, or I got, a flat, I got, I got four tires in alignment. What do you think their response is going to be? And then I just shut up. Yeah, it's, it should be. Exactly. exactly. Okay? It's not my problem. I got bills to pay. So here's the problem with being a landlord. Landlord. People think you like walk on water because you own property and you're super wealthy and you don't really need the money. And you could, and the government thinks this too because half, half the, the laws are set up to protect the tenant. Because people who have money and own, own property are bad. That's, that's not true. Right. Okay? So don't take any excuses because they have all the rights and you don't. So as soon as a tenant starts you know, pushing the envelope, you need to put your foot down and say, look, I'm going to be firm, but I'm going to be fair. That's my rule of thumb, right? Firm but fair. So Because we've heard excuses from, I'm telling you, little old grandmas, okay, young ladies, single mothers, church pastors, I'm talking holy clergy people, okay, doctors, professionals, accountants, Section 8 tenants who, you know, are just getting by and pay to pay. We've heard excuses from all of them. And I don't trust anybody anymore. And it's a shame, but that's what happens. So here's a good story. And this is a tenant who was fantastic for us for many years. She came down with a, 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 she battled cancer. Oh, wow. Okay? So I, it was my tenant. I could, could not evict this lady, right? We let it go two, three months. Okay, so it's, we're, you know, we're significant rent. At some point, I, had to just, I told my property manager, look, you need to, she needs to go. Somebody needs to step in and pay her rent or something. I can't, 
Again, I can't call Bank of America and say, look, my tenant has cancer. I can't pay the mortgage. We, we cool? No, we're not cool. We're right. going to foreclose. So anyway, the lady ended up showing up to the eviction. She had literally, she, you could tell she had cancer. She's a super nice lady. And I wasn't there. My property manager, he goes, I don't ever want to do that again, Alex. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I hope you don't have to. So we won the eviction hearing. She made payments on it, and she was getting caught up, and she had passed away. Oh, wow. So it's sad. You know, it's the kind of thing you have to deal with. But, you know, her family stepped up, and her family continued to live there. And somehow they found the money, and they paid the rent, and they are still there today, like a year later. So it ends up being a – there is actually a happy ending. I mean, across, I, I, I through so, all the so, smoke and fog, there is a happy ending in a way. I guess my point is if somebody has cancer or their mother just died, it doesn't – it matters, but it doesn't matter. Right. You know? It right. does matter, but it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, it's just – at some point, this is a business – but that's why I gave her two or three months. I said, I, I can't. I, I can't. Eventually, I you have to put it. your foot down in some way. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know what else I could talk about as far as the excuses. I would not really trust anyone. Let them, here's what I say, let their actions speak. You know, They say, you know what, Alex? I can't make the rent this month. I'm going to make it. I'm going to pay you on the 15th, $400. Then I'm going to pay you on the 21st, another 200 And then I'm going to get caught up on this payment plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I am totally cool with that. But stick to it. As soon as they don't stick to it, then I, I instruct my property managers to start the eviction process. Because that's, you, you have to start that immediately. If they come through, great. If not, then you're already starting the process so you can get rid of them. Now, is it important to get any sort of documentation when you set up a payment plan? Uh, even if it's something that you've written up yourself and get signatures from both the I, tenant. That is a great question, and that is probably a very good idea to do. I know we don't do it all the time just because it's just a matter of getting it to the person, having them sign it. Sometimes their printer doesn't work or they're this or that, but absolutely. It's something that when you go in front of the magistrate and, and they say, well, I didn't pay my rent because here's what happens. Here's what will happen a lot of times. Uh, they don't pay the rent. They'll use the health department card. They will literally call the health department for the smallest thing. I had a lady call over this weekend. This weekend, she called. She doesn't pay her rent. We have to evict her. She ends up paying. She doesn't pay her rent. We have to evict her. She ends up paying. Right. Okay, it's an ongoing saga. So, my wife's like, the rent needs to be here. She calls the health department. Says my furnace isn't working. The health department calls us and says it needs to be fixed in 48 hours. Now, now keep in mind, it's like 65 degrees out and 70 degrees when my wife gets this phone call. So that's what I mean by the tenants have all the rights. They can call the health department. The health department's going to call me. Now listen to this. If I called the health department, because I have, I had a tenant who lived on a duplex, and she was the filthiest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Filthy like dogs would run out of there screaming oh my god this is filthy so i called the health department i said look i'm i'm calling a complaint about a tenant she goes you can i'm like what i have a tenant who's causing roaches and health issues possibly bed bugs we don't take landlord calls that's a legal issue i'm like you so that tenant could call on me because she might see a speck of mold in her corner of her carpeting and you're going to take her word for it. Absolutely. 
So there you go. So you want to be a landlord? Welcome. Welcome. Wow. Open arms here. Wow. And I mean, it's... That's what you got to deal with. Well, we have a quick minute, and, and that is, that's the tough side of, you know, it's, it's a lot of times you have to... Uh, you have to compartmentalize your emotions and, and kind of throw them out the window just for a second, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a business. That's why I couldn't do, I couldn't be a property manager, me yeah. personally, because yeah. I, I just, I literally want to get, you know, the shotgun out and go over and collect my rent. <laughs> What's but the craziest it's, it's, story that you've had? While, while we have a couple minutes, okay. I mean, because everybody probably has their own funny story, outlandish story. We unfortunately had a, a little bit more of a somber story a couple minutes ago. But what's maybe something, what's one of your funnier over-the-top stories from when you okay. were? A, f- a funny one is this This woman's been a tenant of ours for probably 10 years. 10 years. Nice lady. Her kids always end up coming through for her. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, right? So she gets behind on her rent every year, say. She gets two months behind. After about two months, I'm like, okay, we need to start the eviction process. We start the eviction process. She doesn't pay. We need to file for possession, which is now we can go there and change the locks. We get possession granted. We go change the locks. We lock her out of the house. Okay. And then she, and then her kids come through and pay for her. Then I have to go back over and let her into her house. <laughs> now, this has happened like four times in ten years. Four times. She literally gets locked out of the house. And we let her back in because it's cheaper to keep her. Right, right. It really, in this case, it's cheaper to keep her. She's not a bad lady. She's not dirty or anything. She's just, I don't know. She likes to be kicked out of her house. It's something. It's, just, <laughs> it's weird. But so the one time we, we kicked her out, there was a dog left there. And she had let, literally left the dog there for like days, even before we got there, right? Like we called her and said, you need to come get your dog. She doesn't call for days. So I'm like, okay, we got to get this dog out of there. I, I like dogs. I like animals. I like people. I don't want to just leave somebody Absolutely. locked in a house. So we're trying to get this dog out. We couldn't get the dog out. Finally, finally got a hold of the son. Son came over and got the dog out because the dog was like freaked out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they left, left the dog left, in yeah. there for like two days. It felt a strange. Just left they would have left the dog in there indefinitely if we wouldn't have got a hold of them. You know? That's that's a shame. So I mean, that's kind of funny, but it's not. But that's that's a, a funny story. And then the other one I, I, I said earlier is when and this just happened. I called the health department to complain because this health department is, I guess, it's a government agency that protects the welfare of everybody, right? Right. No, it doesn't protect the the welfare of everybody. Only the tenant who's calling, not the landlord who's concerned about the welfare of this single woman who lives there with, you know, her son, and I got people downstairs, and it doesn't matter. So, just, you know, not to make, like, being a landlord's bad, and being a landlord is not worth the time and effort. It absolutely is. But just know... That that book that you read that says being a landlord and spend two hours a week and become a millionaire and don't have a worry in the world and live on Maui, you could throw that book in the trash. Yeah. If you're an empathetic person, you're going to run into situations where you're going to be second guessing, you know, and it's it's okay to be empathetic, but I think it's one of those where don't be in a re- abusive relationship. And what I mean by that, guys, is don't allow your tenants to abuse you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, Alex, I think we've about. Do you want to buy some rental property now? I I, <laughs> I know you only only if I can get the dog with it. Does the dog come with it? <laughs> um, Alex, anything else you want to touch upon with uh, with tenant excuses? No, there there really isn't. I I can just say to my listeners that um, 
be firm but fair. I mean, be fair with people, but you have to be firm. Yeah. And no matter how good your lease is, no matter how good your attorney is, just remember, your place needs to be clean, neat, and safe at all times, regardless. Hey, one more quick story. Okay, so we have a tenant who owes us like six months rent, and her furnace stops working. Now, this is one of our clients, right? So we're managing it. Her furnace stops working. The client's like, I'm not fixing the furnace. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah. We're, we're fixing it because you have to. Just because she's living and not paying rent doesn't mean you can shut her water off and not fix her furnace. We have to fix her furnace. We had to spend $3,000 to fix her furnace boiler. And um, she still wasn't paying rent. You know, So I'm telling you, just be careful and be cognizant of all the pitfalls in this business. You can make money. You can become independently wealthy. And you can live your dreams. But also, it's not going to be easy. And you have to take it one step at a time. That's all I gotta say. And it's good to have a big heart. Just sometimes you gotta shrink that heart down a little bit. Yes. And turn it into a black heart, cold heart. So thank you, Adam, once again. You did a great job. Alex, thank you very much. I hope everyone at home that's listening to this, however you're listening to us, I hope you appreciated it. Please visit dhrea.com forward slash learn. You're gonna find full length informational podcasts on there about a myriad of topics uh, that, that you'll really be able to sink your teeth into. Uh, for the Deacon Hoover Real Estate Radio Network. This has been Adam. With me as always has been Alex Deacon, and we will see you guys next time.